Hi, I'm Hassel. And I'm JP. And this is Pulled Corks Podcast. Hey everybody, we're back for another week. And this time we talk about Italy. And uh, just a specific region that I find very interesting, uh, Valpolicella. Yeah, it's up in the north, just north of Venice. Yeah, it's uh, to the east of Lake Garda. Yeah, exactly to the east of the Suave region. Well known for several different styles of wine that use the same grapes. And they've been making wine there for a really long time. And some of the wines there, they've been making in the same fashion and style since uh, since the Romans. Or even the Greeks. Yeah. yeah. It's really Actually, old. you're right. It was the Greeks that started the style, some of the styles. And uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of Alpolicella and Amarone and Ripasso. Uh, maybe you've heard of uh, Vecchiotto. Yeah, probably. It's, it's also famous. It is. It was actually, for the longest time, it was the most famous wine of the region. I've noticed it's a little bit harder to find nowadays. Yeah, nowadays, I mean, the Amarone might be the bestseller. I believe so. So, some of the grapes they have there, actually, the Corvina grape, that is the, no, the no. flagship grape of the region, but it's usually blended, and they'll use uh, Radinella, Corvinon, Molinera, Rosignola, Negrara, Barbera, Sangiovese, Bigolana, and also recently some international like Merlot and Cab. Yeah, and also there's I can't remember the name of it, but there's a uh, an indigenous grape there that's uh it's like a wild grape they've started using it's just in the past few uh, years. I don't know about that. We'll look it up. We'll put it in the notes or something later. <laughs> yeah, but the red wines of that region, they are really famous. I mean, every pizza shop in the world might carry a Valpolicella. Yeah, that's true. They they might and uh or they probably will, not just might. Yeah. But uh, so there's some interesting stories here. So you have the Valpellicella, which is a still red wine, and it's made from the grapes that we just mentioned. And that's actually what we're drinking right now. We're drinking a uh, Valpellicella from uh, Tomasi. So uh, the whole lineup we're tasting today will be from Tomasi, but we're not sponsored. Just to mention this. Yeah, we are not. Just we're happened. not sponsored. Yeah. We just so happened to like his wines, and they were easy to get. So it was a no-brainer that that's the one we would use today. So everything today is from Tomasi. We're going to start with the Valpellicella, and it's uh, it's just, like we said, you'll find it at most pizza shops. Most Italian restaurants will have a Valpellicella. So it's a basic Corvina-based young red wine. It's a 2017 in this mm-hmm. case. Yeah. There's low tannin, um, decent acidity. Uh, not much residual sugar. It's very dry. It would definitely be a dry wine. And uh, really fruity. I mean, it's just a really fruity, easy drinking, everyday, good with food, good with Italian food. Anything heavy in tomatoes would be perfect. Yeah. Any stew or pasta, lasagna, pizza, whatever. It's nah, it's the perfect wine for your Italian staples. It's like kind of like an Italian Beaujolais. Yeah, that's... Kind of close. Yeah. yeah, it has that easy light, drinking, fruity. light, fruity, you know, it's just, 
A little touch of oak. Mm-hmm. A little bit of oak. I believe, I know on his other wines he uses Slovenian oak. This one doesn't say. It's close to the Slovenian border, so it's likely that they use Slovenian True, it oak. True, it is likely. And uh, he, he, out of those grapes that I mentioned, uh, Tomasi uses three of those. The Corvina, the Rodinella, and the Molinara. And he also recommends it with pasta, white, and red meats. Yeah, also, yeah. I think it would be a pretty good cheese wine. It's a great all-rounder yeah. for Italian cuisine. Yep, it's, it's really fruity. Food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's food-friendly. I had, it with a, I had it with a big steak earlier today, and it still held up against the steak. So it, it's a really good food-friendly wine, especially Italian. I mean, it's it's you know it's it tastes like Italy. Yeah, and it comes at a good price point, so this is a good everyday. Yeah, I brand. think this one was nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Is what I paid. So not super expensive. No, a lot of red fruit on the nose, really fresh. Mm-hmm. Just a little hint of oak. It's, it's delightful. Yeah. Absolutely delightful. So what the Greeks were doing originally was they were making this wine, and alongside it, they were making their more popular wine, the Recioto, which uh, comes from an old Greek word that means earlobe. And the reason it means earlobe is to make the Recioto, they were only taking the grapes off of the outermost lobe of the bunch that would get the most sun and would ripen first. So what they would do is they would, after they got these grapes... They would let them dry in the sun. Uh, some another word for it is straw wine, because they would let it dry on, on in straw, straw mats. Yeah, straw mats, and uh, they, they would raisin up, and it would concentrate. They would lose the water, and it would concentrate the uh, concentrate the sugars into the uh, into the great into the raisins, and they would press that, and uh, they would stop the fermentation early, and that's how you would get the a sweet, the highly sweet. concentrated wine. Yes. You get this really concentrated, really sweet wine. It was like a dessert wine, basically. And it was extremely popular all the way all the way until now in Italy. You still can get this wine. and uh, But now they do it a little differently. They use the whole clusters now, and they have these special rooms that they use to dry the grapes that allow them to, or the, to desiccate, yeah. as they call it. And uh, so, so they've been doing this for years and years and years. And what's cool about Val Pellicella is there's this evolution. So for all these years, you've had the uh, Recioto, and it's been so popular. But then something happened in 1938. There's a winemaker named, and I'm going to kill his name, uh, Guglielmo, Guglielmo Bertani. In 1938, he didn't stop the fermentation and so, it was a complete accident he yeah. forgot it was i think it was one barrel that he forgot like he had went ahead and made the recioto and there i guess he missed a barrel which sounds like how, how do you do that but he did he missed a barrel and it fermented all the way through so he wound up with this wine that was like super high in alcohol Dry. Dry. Well, dry, dry compared to the Recioto. And uh, really concentrated and really high in, in fruit flavor. So you just made a really, like, an amazing red wine came out of this. Really concentrated, really good red wine. And uh, it caught on from that one barrel. It, 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 like, 
guess it was delicious enough to where it just he shared it and it caught on and eventually in 1953 they began trading it yeah. internationally and it, and then uh, the uh, Classico of the DOC was established in 1958 so they had a new wine completely yeah. new wine completely new style Style, wine by accident evolved from the Recietta Recioto I should say and yeah that is Amarone and that is that is Amarone today you'll see that as Amarone it's a bit more expensive than the others Amaro means bitter so it's Mm -hmm. not sweet right so it's like the concentration of the Recioto in a dry wine yeah and uh, it's honestly it's one of my favorite wine styles out of Italy it it's is. amazing. It's heavy. You can't do much of it, mm. but it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. Delicious wine. We'll have some later. Yeah, we will. And also, to continue on with this evolution, uh, there was uh, another winemaker named Masi, who in 1968 had an idea. They noticed this um, when they would... After they would do the maceration. Now, the maceration is when you make red wine. You leave the the skins on the grapes uh, sitting in the juice. And it it extracts all the color and tannin and everything out of the skins. Well, when they removed the skins after they had put the wine into the barrels and they had all these skins and flesh and everything left over from the grapes, he noticed he could see a lot of sugar still, like crystals, on the... uh, Like remaining in that mash exactly yeah still there so he took normal reposo like what we're drinking right now and basically washed these skins with reposo or not i'm sorry not reposo valpolicella he took valpolicella like we're drinking now and washed these uh leftover skins the the junk what you normally throw away washed it with with the uh, Valpolicella. The still wine, yeah. Yeah, took that wine that had passed over again. It had repassed, which is where we got the name Ripasso. So they took this Ripasso and put it into a barrel. And when it had picked up the sugars that were on these skins, it started fermenting again. And made... A completely different style of wine, a whole new, another new style of wine from the same same uh, grapes, and they could only do that in certain years. Uh, a red because not all years were good enough to not enough sugar. Probably. Exactly, not enough sugar content. But they made this other new style, Ripasso, and uh, we have a bottle of that here today, also from uh, Tomasi. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. And I've had this one before as well, and I always love Tomasi's. So you can already see the color is a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Deeper in color. Deeper in color, a little bit more on the ruby side, and a completely different nose. Yes, it smells a lot more like a, uh, a heavier red wine. Yeah. Much more concentrated. Fruit flavors are more like dry fruit. Mm-hmm. They go more in the dry fruit spectrum. Yes. Not and raisinous, but somewhere ripe to overripe. Right. And a much more concentrated flavor on the palate. It's a little bit more a little bit more jammy. A little bit more fruit forward. Even though the Valpolicella is very fruity, this is a little bit more 
on that cooked fruit uh, spectrum. Absolutely. And that probably has something to do with the second fermentation that it went through. Also, the uh, it's picking up some of those, starting to get some of those Amarone characteristics. Absolutely. It's, it's really in the middle between the light, food-friendly, right. fruity style of Valpolicella and the really heavy, concentrated style of the Amarone. And you can tell they also... Like when I was reading about how they only use certain years, the uh, I'm guessing acid has a lot to do with that too because I'm, there's a lot more acid. Like this would really cut through fat. Yeah, you you could use this instead of a Barolo. Yeah, if you want like a more like a fruity style. Absolutely, it's very good. Yeah, this could easily be mistaken for a new world wine in terms of this like jammy cooked yeah fruit. it could be a south african or even australian wine mm-hmm. if you think about it yeah that is true great it also has something wild i don't know if they did like a spontaneous fermentation on this mm. it has they a probably bit of earthiness I mean, and funk passing it over those uh or repassing it mm. over those uh, skins i'm sure it does pick up some something wild I don't get too much like new oak on this. No, this is it spins. Uh, it spins. I think one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fifteen months in new Slovenian oak barrels. No, it's completely. But it's very well integrated balanced. into that fruit character. Yeah. So maybe the earthy funkiness comes from that oak, mm. but it's not like dominant. It's yummy. Very yummy. So I would pair this with like heavier meat dishes. Yeah. Not like your light tomato based Italian, mm-hmm. but more like the stews and like yeah. roasts, maybe even steaks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll definitely cut the fat. It's absolutely delicious. Yes. And you can see it's a step up from the light Valpolicella. Mm hmm. Sure is. And then we have the Amarone. Amarone. That's the flagship of that also Tomasi, I think. Tomasi, he makes a wonderful Amarone. Much higher price point than his other wines. I think these two here, I think, see, the Valpolicella was about 9. I think it was 13 or 14 for the Ripasso. And it comes in around 40 bucks for the uh, Amarone. But the guy, you, you met him in person, and he was nice enough to sign that bottle for us. Yeah, I got a nice little autographed bottle there. It said, to my friend Hassel. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Actually, I'd met him twice. The first time I met him, he uh, signed a bottle for uh, my wife, a bottle of Rapasso. And then I met him again yeah, by chance and and got a uh, my bottle of Amarone signed, which is kind of interesting. I don't really... We meet a lot of people... We meet a lot of people and don't usually think about getting uh, bottles autographed, but hey, you know, it's it's interesting. And it's I a nice touch. It is a nice touch. I don't save bottles uh, usually, but uh, this one, I this is going to go on the shelf. Just why not? Nice memories. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so this bottle to remember. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a shot. The color is even deeper. Yes. You see, this is like more even on the almost purple side and really dark. And it smells like a whole basket of fruit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and with with some jar open jars of jam and jelly and preserves, it's got everything. It's much fruitier than the Ripasso for me. Mm-hmm. 
even less on the oaky side yeah really really hits you in the face that it's really strong really strong really concentrated really high alcohol yeah you can even feel it on the nose yeah a little burn a little bit of a burn that'll make your mouth water right there Mm. it does (laughs) (laughs) that will definitely make your mouth water it's really really the viscosity like the mouth oh yeah it's really heavy like silky body this is what you call a full body. That is definitely full bodied. It's yeah. silky. It's yeah. uh, smooth. Smooth. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's the acid is really well integrated. It gives it a little bit of lightness. Without the acid, it would be horrible, probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it is. It's. It's spectacular. The balance just right. Yep. What would you pair with this kind of? Like, with this, oh. You know, this is a big gun here. It is a big gun. I'm thinking I would. It's kind of heavy, but it's still going to need a heavy food to go with it. So I would pair like a a really saucy lasagna. Yeah. You know, to something with the because with the acidity yeah. and the fruitiness, it would go really well with the ricotta cheese that's yeah. in the lasagna. Yeah. Some something. Really, yeah, savory and exactly heavy with a lot of fat mm. and creaminess. Or a uh, actually, it, it wouldn't be bad with a uh, uh, an Alfredo. Yeah, or like blue cheese, gorgonzola stuff. Yeah, or with all kinds of salty, heavy, or even a good good piece of pizza. Absolutely. So there you have it. That is uh, Valpellicella in a nutshell. I mean, there's a, a history that goes back on this almost 3,000 years. We didn't taste the ricotto. We, we will try to get one for another show. We will. We weren't able to find one in time. But, uh, and there are a ton of other producers who are famous and really good with this. There are even like rebels who make natural Valpellicellas who yeah. don't sell them under the DOCs or DOCGs because they have their own little styles for the ripasso and Right. Yeah, there's a lot to learn about that region. The neighboring white wine appellations are great. For example, we have the Soave in this area. The whole yes. Prosecco area like, is there. Everything around Lake Garda. Yeah. Is. Around, yeah, north of Venice, west of Slovenia, and mm-hmm. east of Lake Garda. There's a lot going on. So that's that's it for this episode. Go out, find yourselves yeah. a uh, good uh, Valpellicella. Valpellicella. Yeah. yeah, and we'll excuse ourselves now because we have to empty that Amarone. We do. So, also, you can find us uh, on social media. We've got a Facebook, uh, Pulled Corks, if you want to find us there. Or Instagram, Pulled Corks, or JP Pulled Corks. Also, you can get us on Twitter, Pulled Corks. And our website, www. Pulled-corks.com And the podcast, you found it already. You sure did. But you'll find it anywhere. And you know what? Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Recommend us. Give us a rating. Give us a rating. Send us a message. Uh, Let us know what you want to hear about. Or anything you want us to do. We'll be happy to oblige. Yeah. And next time, we'll see you. With Amphora wines. Oh, yeah. That's right. A little uh, something that has to do with the World Cup. Yeah. So, cheers. Cheers. Non più drei farfalloni amoroso, non 
notte giorno di torno girano delle belle torbando al riposo ma ci sento a tuo d'amor delle belle torbando al riposo ma ci sento a tuo d'amor non più vrai questi bei panachini Hello, leggero galante, quella chioma, quell'olio.